The human condition is such that we feel like we're owed. So that's why it's difficult, I think, to appreciate something that we feel like we're owed anyway. Um, uh, Hopefully we mature spiritually to realize what we truly deserve. And that's an eternity in torment. Christless, uh, the hell and then the lake of fire. Uh, God is so good to us. Uh, A song, we thank thee. We thank thee. That's important. Uh, Please turn in your Bibles today to Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at Christ today. And we're going to look at four different times where he talked about, I must or must do certain things. Uh, Different imperatives in the life of Christ. I must be doing this. I must be about this. I must. Various imperatives in the life of Christ. And, uh, and we remember Peter tells us in 1 Peter 2, verse 21, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should walk in his, that ye should follow his steps. Sorry. That ye should follow his steps. So as we study the different musts of Christ, we should try to learn from. If it was important to him, it should be important to me. Would you agree with that? And so uh, those musts of Christ, uh, sermon title, mirroring the musts of Christ. Uh, what was important to him? What did uh, He said, I must be doing this. And so if it was important to him, I want to make those things important to me as well. I want to mirror the musts of Christ. Uh, so the, we see the one here in Luke chapter 2. The child, verse 40, Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Um, the child, and that's, that's Jesus. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, so he's, he's not that old, he's pretty young here. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned the child, Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey and sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they returned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, oh, those would have been long, grueling days. Mr. Schrock talked about uh, 25 minutes to go retrieve uh, the missing Schrock. Um, but this was three days to retrieve uh, their child. Um, they returned back to Jerusalem seeking him, and it came to pass after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his doctrine and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt thus with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? So as you know that Mary was uh, his mother. Uh, Joseph was his stepfather. Uh, his real father was was God Almighty up in heaven. God the Father was his father. And, and so here he was in this home. 
I must be about my father's business. So that was important to him. I must be about my father's business. I'm, I'm going to give you the four real quickly, and then we'll kind of work our way through them. But the four imperatives of Christ, mirroring the musts of Christ. So this one, I must be about my father's business. There was a life of sanctification, uh, a life that was set apart to the, to the, to the, to what his, to his father's business. Now don't be alarmed. That word sanctification can mean, uh, being cleansed and then set apart, but it can just mean set apart. Like, uh, I don't know, a set of china in your house. Maybe there's some dishes that only get brought out for Thanksgiving. Um, those dishes are special. They're, they're set apart and they don't get brought out, uh, for just, uh, any time of the year, but they're set apart. They're special. Jesus, his life was set apart. It was sanctified. It was set apart for the use of his father. So a life of sanctification. And then, uh, we'll get, we'll go there in just a little bit, but John 4, 4, he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, we'll look at that too. So he must go through Samaria. There was a soul and then indeed many souls that needed one there. So there is a life of soul winning. It was important to the Lord Jesus. And so we want to mirror the musts of Christ. And so soul winning should be a, an important thing to us. Then in Matthew sixteen twenty one, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer. Jesus uh, came and he was going to do some suffering for the sake of others. Mr. Schrock again talked about persecution coming uh, someday. And, uh, and, and hopefully you can kind of smile a little bit to yourself and say, Lord, hard times very well may be coming. But you suffered for me and I'll suffer for you. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that, that I know that in that moment I'll need your grace. But you suffered for me. I'll suffer for you. How that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So there I see a life of sacrifice. A, a life, he, he said, I'm willing to be poured out for others. And again, if we're going to mirror the musts of Christ, if he was willing to be poured out for others, uh, shouldn't we also say, I want to mirror those musts. I want to be willing in this life to be poured out for the sake of others. And then the last one here, John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. So there was an urgency. Time is short. Uh, time is... Is, is getting shorter and shorter. I must work. That's a life of service. As we look at the different musts of Christ's sanctification, for us, we look to be cleansed and then set apart. Jesus needed not to be cleansed at all. But still he said, I'm here. Uh, I must be about my Father's business. My life will be set apart unto what my Father has for me. Can you mirror that must? Uh, a soul winning. I must. Uh, I'm going to go out of my way 
to make sure that I am shining. And that person that has a need, if, if I'm directed, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure. I'm not going to just, as I live my life, maybe there's somebody I can talk to about Jesus. No, I'm going to live my life and yes, shine for God, but I'm also going to make sure that in my life there are times I'm going out of my way for the sake of souls. I want to mirror that must. Uh, and then he said, all suffer. And then the Bible says, all they that live godly will suffer persecution. I'm going to live godly. And, and, I, and I'm, that suffering, uh, if, he could, if, he could, if he could be poured out for others, I want to be the same as my Jesus. I want to mirror the must of sacrifice. And then the must of service. Mirroring the must of Christ. Let's pray. And we'll look at these. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. <clears throat> I, I pray, Lord, that you speak to me. Lord, I, I'm, I've got, I was excited about these truths. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, allow them to, to come across. Oh, what an example Jesus left for us. Thank you so much. I pray that uh, we would get a hold of his heart today, Lord. Uh, we wouldn't try to live this life with, with my own heart but we would try to get a hold of the heart of the Lord Jesus. And, and uh, even as Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I pray that Christ will be living, living in us, Lord. Uh, uh, he, we would be a channel of blessing, and there's no greater blessing than for the Lord Jesus to be living in and through our lives. Uh, may it be, Lord, that we can mirror the musts of the Lord Jesus. I ask all these things in Christ's precious name. Amen. <clears throat> so, the first one, the must of sanctification to be set apart. Can you say, I want my life set apart to Him? Truly set apart. And again, it's just our reasonable service, right? Like, guess what? I, 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 I surrendered my life to Jesus. Well, that's great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that shouldn't be that big a deal. A Christian, a, a part of being a Christian should be my life. And it is a big deal. You say, I surrender. That's, that's wonderful. But it, it, it's, wow, someday maybe, maybe God would want me to do that too. No, not someday God might want you to do that too. Today, you should be my life. It's yours, Lord, to control. My life set apart. Jesus came down here. And he said, my life will be set apart to the will of my Father. Here, Jesus is young. So young people in here, you don't have to someday when I'm old and cranky, all consider consider doing that. No, right now, while you're young, uh, uh, to remember your creator, Solomon says, in the days of your youth. Jesus, this example. Somewhere along the line, we get to thinking, it's my life. And God, I suppose I'll let you interrupt it periodically. No, set that aside. Say, it's, it's Lord, it's yours. It's yours. I want you to control my life. I want my life set apart to the will of God like Jesus' life was. Um, now, by the way, and, and, and you say, well, I'm confused. Am I supposed to be set apart to what the Father wants or set apart to what Christ wants? Well, those two are so in tune that if, you're, if Christ is living through you, you're set apart to what the Father wants. And so when Paul says this in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Uh, there in the chorus book, we, uh, uh, 
uh, or, or the hymn, I can't remember which, but for me to live is Christ, to, to die is gain, to know his word and walk his narrow way. There is no peace, no joy, no thrill like walking in his will. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Oh, that, that verse, Philippians 121, uh, having a life set apart entirely to him. There's no better life. Boy, my, um, is, isn't family humor an interesting thing? Sometimes family have, has, they, they, families will have humor that only they laugh at. Right, uh, Alec and I were laughing the other day. I said something, he chuckled. And I'm like, no one else out of the 8 billion people on this earth would chuckle at that. It wouldn't make sense to anybody but you and I with some of our family humor. <laughs> and so I just remember my dad used to be, maybe he'd be shoveling the, the drive with him or something. And, and you'd lift up, and you know those, those, those the, 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 the weight of the snow on your shovel kind of tips your shovel to the side at all? comes scooting off back on the very drive you're trying to clean off. And I remember my dad would kind of with a twinkle in his eye look over and he's like, whose side are you on? You know, we're trying to, we're trying to clear the drive and you're dropping snow on the drive. And, and I just, I, I still chuckle because I, I hear my father when I look at my kids and something, I'm like, whose side are you on? And we'll kind of chuckle a little bit. But the truth is, um, whose side are you on? There's only two sides. Uh, either you're, you're, you're doing what the Father wants. Uh, you're about the Father's business or you aren't. And if you aren't, the other side... Let me, let me read about the two sides real fast. And by the way, if you're unsaved, you're on the wrong side. But unfortunately, sometimes when you're saved, when you're not living that surrendered life, you're on the wrong side. You've stepped across. And every day... Uh, we, need to, we need to make sure we ask, whose side am I on? John chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief. Okay, that's the other side. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and kill and to destroy. To destroy. Um, you know, it, it's not that the devil promises you something. Well, sometimes he has some good stuff, but a lot of times he's out to steal and kill and destroy. No, he's always, always, always out to steal and kill and destroy. And he'll lie to you and make it seem like there's something else he has to offer. But whose side are you on? If you're not following Christ today, you're on the wrong side Jesus says, on the other hand, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Here in, in church today, are you, are you part of building? Christ is, is building his kingdom, right? Uh, it, 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 even in that prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. His kingdom in the hearts of men. Are you building up this church? Are you tearing things down? Whose side are you on? I, I came across this poem this, this week. Um, I watched them tear a building down. A gang of men in a busy town. With a mighty heave and a 
lusty yell, they swung a boom and the sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled as the men you would hire if you had to build? He gave a laugh and said, no, indeed, the common laborer is all I need. And I can wreck in a day or two what it took the builder a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, just which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by rule and square? Or am I a wrecker as I walk the town, content with the labor of tearing down? Boy, uh, if, if you're not with Christ, if you're on the other side of stealing and killing and destroying, tearing down, which role are you playing today? Are you tearing down? Or are you a part of the business? Are you uh, working the Father's business? Are you building in the Father's business? Are you building around you the things that are important to Christ? Secondly, uh, here we have in, in John 4, 4, he said, uh, he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, so we know that there was a woman at the well there that he would talk to and he'd talk about he'd talk to her about living water and 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 she would she would come face to face with her sin and and the Lord Jesus would would uh, reveal to her that that he was the one that could forgive that sin and give that living water and pretty soon she's excited she rushes back to town and brings all sorts of people back from the town there and so many are getting saved because Jesus went out of his way It wasn't normal to pass through Samaria for people traveling from south to north. But he went out of his way for souls. And I would ask you, are you willing to go out of your way for souls? Are you willing to be like Jesus in this respect? Um, Boy, Brother Johnson, Brother Dave Johnson, uh, I'll see him running through the property. You're like, can't you run somewhere else? So that I don't feel, you know, uh, uh, you know, I feel bad that I'm not running. And sometimes, uh, and, and as, as he jogs by, he'll, he'll say, uh, "Have to, have to stay in shape. I want to be able to keep up with those bus kids." Uh, and that's a blessing to me. That's a blessing to me. Now, not everybody in the church needs to be on the bus route. Not everybody in the church can be on the bus route. But there's all sorts of ministries. Are you going out of your way to win souls? Jesus went out of his way for the sake of souls. Are you, ah, well, you know, if, if, if somebody happens to be near me and the, the, the subject of eternity comes up, why well, I, I like to shine. Are, okay, that's great. It is. I'm glad. <laughs> but are you going out of your way for souls? Are you mirroring that must that Jesus shows us. This life is not a popularity contest. We exist to please God. Again, Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor, uh, glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. I would say uh, some ways you can go out of your way for the sake of souls. Go out of your way with time. Go out of your way with time. I, I praise the Lord for a, a mom <laughs> growing up there in Utah 
that would drag me and Deborah out for Saturday soul winning. And there wasn't, a, there, there, most of the time, there wasn't any other kids there. And of course, you pick up on that when you're a kid. You know, it's like, the other, where, where's everyone else? They're sleeping in and watching Saturday morning cartoons. And mom's dragging us out. Uh, mom taught us to go out of our way. And as a kid, you know, there I was. I, I was. I never, uh, I, I was always like, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. No, no. I was like, hmm, why am I out here? But it was always rewarding. It was always worth it. Um, and uh, again, going out of your way with time. With time. God, I'll serve you. As long as it doesn't take any time, any extra time. But, but that's not how he was when he was here. Are you willing to mirror the must of Christ in the area of soul winning, going out of your way, going out of your way with travel. Um, so go to a place where there's a need. We have our bus routes, and, and people travel to an area, and they work that area, and they, they, they try to channel the love of Christ in that area. Uh, or, or harvesters will, will say, hey, can you follow up on this person? Yes, I'll, I'll go to, I'll travel I'll go out of my way in the area of time. I'll go out of my way in the area of travel. Uh, we have a successful candy sale here at our, our school. And the reason why it's successful is because it's organized. It's carefully planned and prayerfully worked. Now the, the problem is a lot of people run from organized outreach. I don't want to be a part of organized outreach because I, I feel that I'll be, uh, I don't know, uh, less in control of my time. I don't want to uh, submit to something organized. Uh, I tell you, uh, the candy cell is successful because it's organized, carefully planned, and prayerfully worked. And there's a lot of organized outreach. And I would encourage you, be a part of that. I know, growing up, I remember one guy in particular that was not there for any of the outreach, but, but I remember he was excited that, that at work he would take a magnet and hang a track there on his locker, and periodically it would be missing. Um, and that was his outreach. <laughs> and, and looking back, I'm like, that's good. That's wonderful. Um, uh, that's, that's a start. That's a start. But hey, Maybe you could also show up on, on times of organized outreach and be a part of something that is carefully planned and prayerfully worked. Are you willing to go out of your way? Jesus went out of his way. We're going to sing about it through December, aren't we? He left heaven. He went out of his way for us. And how can we say we know Christ when we're, I, I'm not willing to go out of my way for the sake of souls? Going out of your way with time and going out of your way with travel, going out of your way with treasure, right? Um, I, 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 I don't want to, my, my car, gas costs money. I know, I know. Um, but the Lord Jesus sacrificed for us. My, the wear and tear on my car. I don't want to, I don't want to be on some schedule to bring a treat. I, I don't want, you know, to, that, that's a little bit extra. Oh, my friend, go out of your way for him. He went out of his way for us, didn't he? 
Are you willing to mirror the musts of Christ? I'm tired of this. I want, I want to get out of Fairhaven. I want to find a church somewhere where I'm a, I'm, I'm church member of the month. If I get, if I just make it to all the services. Uh, let's be a church that wants to mirror the musts of Christ. Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty one is the next one. Um, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things. Suffer many things. Suffer many things. We Americans don't have a very good idea of what suffering is, do we? Suffer many things. Jesus, God the Son, was going to suffer many things for us. Suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. The 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 must of sacrifice. The must of sacrifice. Um, we see here that, that he was willing to be poured out for the needs of, of others. And of course, Peter, uh, he, he didn't understand that, did he? Uh, verse 32, uh, and Peter took him, began to rebuke him. Uh, but when he had turned about and looked at the disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. I think we have an idea there of what, what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty one, where he says, I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die Daily. Less of me, more of you. Less of me, more of you. What does it say in the model prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, the Lord has to breathe out that he wants something to be done and the angels dart to make it so. Wouldn't it be wonderful if it was the same down here? The moment you and I knew that God wanted it, our life was set to that and nothing else. Sir, uh, the I am of sacrifice. Uh, We tend to see what we look for and hear what we listen for. Uh, So at that time in the morning, that time in God's word to say, Lord, if if I'm not tuned in with you, I'll be looking for the wrong things and, and, and listening for the wrong things, the things that please me. Lord, more important are the things that please you. May I be tuned into the things that please you, so I'll be looking for the right things. May I be tuned into the things that please you, so I'll be listening for the right things today. Lord, help me. Uh, I like this poem. Uh, and many of you know it. You've sung it before. Once... A woman came to Jesus in little Bethany. 
broke her box of alabaster there for all to see. Some cried out, what purpose is this? What about the poor? Jesus gave the explanation, she hath loved me more. Jesus Christ left heaven's glory for a cruel tree. Took my sin and won my pardon there on Calvary. God's own son, the prince of glory, broken there for me. Might my will be broken also and poured out for thee. Mirroring the must of Christ in the area of sacrifice. But then lastly, mirroring the must of Christ in the area of service. Service. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Uh, service and, and urgency. I tell you, in this life, sometimes we, we get to thinking it's all about us. Uh, the, the, the rich man he talked about here in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain man brought forth plentifully. The ground brought forth. Whose ground was it? God made the ground. And he built into the ground the ability with seeds for, for, it, for seeds to spring up and there to be crops. The ground brought forth. But this rich man thought, it's all me. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, what shall I do? I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Boy, the strengths that you have, God gave those to you. Put them at his disposal. Serve him. Wow, I I have this ability. What what shall I do with my ability? It's, It's what shall I do? The ability that God gave you, I'll tell you what you do. You honor him with it. Service. Service. And Jesus had to teach the disciples this too. In Matthew 20, verses 20 through 28. Then came to, uh, then came to him the mother of Zebedee. Um, uh, the, the mother of Zebedee's children, sorry. The mother of Zebedee's children with her sons. So mom and her two boys. Worshipping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, what wilt thou? She saith unto him, so it's first it's she saith, and then it changes here in a minute, but she saith unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit one on the right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. 
But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit at my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. In this world, boy, you, you, you fight and you claw to be important and have dominion over other people. That's how it works down here under the sun, as Solomon might say. The princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But, but, things work different when you belong to Jesus. But, it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was here to serve. The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. If anyone ever deserved to be ministered unto, It's the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus. But he said, I came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Can you mirror that must of Christ? So we come to the end of the musts of Christ. And I want to close with two musts that are important because of Christ. And they have to do with you and I. There's the must of salvation. And there's also the must of scrutiny. The Bible says, uh, because of what the Lord Jesus did on the cross, I can be saved. In fact, not that I just can be saved, I must be born again. If you're not saved, there's a must that he commands you to lay hold on. There in John 3, there is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. And of course, later on in that same chapter, he he describes what it means to be born again. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, that whosoever believeth in him, turning to him for soul cleansing because of our rotten sin and entrusting our eternal soul 
to what he did on the to him because of what he did on the cross. You must be born again. There in your blue hymnal 194, there's a song. A ruler once came to Jesus by night to ask him the way of salvation and light. The master made answer in words true and plain. You must be born again. Ye children of men, attend to my words so solemnly uttered by Jesus the Lord. And let not this message to you be in vain. You must be born again. O ye who would enter that glorious rest and sing with the ransom the song of the blessed, the life everlasting, if ye would obtain, ye must be born again. Boy, if you're not saved today, he commands you to be saved. It's not a a thought that, oh, that's nice. I'm glad I have that as one of the options. He commands you. You must be born again. But if you are saved, because of Christ, uh, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And our works as a believer will be scrutinized someday. Listen to this must. 2 Corinthians 5, 8-11. We are confident, I say, and willing, rapsid, or willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must... All appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Are you mirroring the must of Christ in the area of soul winning? Are you persuading men? Knowing the horrors of what it will mean for men to enter eternity? without the Lord Jesus as their Savior? Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience, consciousness, consciences. We must all appear the must of scrutiny. So once again, how you doing? In the idea of mirroring the must of Christ in the area of sanctification, a life set apart to him in the area of soul winning, going out of my way because that's what he did, I can too. Mirroring the must of sacrifice and mirroring the must of service. How are you doing in those areas? If you're not saved today, you must be born again. Well, I'd urge you to, in here in a few minutes, during the invitation, if you would just come down and say, I, I need someone to take this book and show me how I can know for sure that I'm on my way to heaven. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart in this service and said, you need to get that taken care of today. Do it, my friend. Do it. If you are saved, then the question for you is, how are you doing in these areas? Are you mirroring the must of Christ like you ought to? Let's all stand.